0: I guess we got something stupid coming up here to end the show. Is no, I actually think that 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 right? it's the opposite. Uh, it is Ridiculous. Uh, well, i from the wonderful world, too, which is why he's saying this. However, it's a real problem. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a book about what's going on in our colleges right now, and oh, the wow. details of some of these stories will absolutely fascinate you. Is this the final show?
1: <laughs> we interrupt this program to bring you...
0: Detroit, Alcatraz, Azkaban—these terrifying places have nothing on your college campus. An incredible one out of every five women will be sexually assaulted at college. At least that's what the horrific statistic you've heard over and 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 over over again from the media will say. Here to tell us why this talking point is junk and so much more is author of this great book, The Campus Rape Frenzy, The Attack on Due Process at America's Universities, Stuart Taylor. Stuart, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks very much for having me on. This
0: book is incredible, um, and it, it, it highlights some of the, maybe the most obvious and, and offensive miscarriages of factual information maybe I've ever seen. Um, you, you talk about the one in five statistic can you kind of walk people through why this is misleading and, and where did it come from?
1: It's actually a fraudulent statistic, uh, I would say. Uh, the best, at best statistics uh, by the federal government Bureau of Justice statistics would say maybe one in a hundred women who go to college is raped while there and maybe another two in a hundred are subjected to lesser sexual assaults. So that's maybe one in 40 total. Uh, where did one in five come from? Uh, people with agendas, beginning including the Centers for Disease Control, the Washington Post, the Association of American Universities, no less, uh, have done surveys that are purposely rigged for the purpose of wildly overstating the number of rapes and sexual assaults. One way they do it is they never ask the women, were you raped or were you sexually assaulted? Because they know the vast majority will say no. And that's not the answer they want. So they'll ask questions such as, uh, have you ever had sex when you were drunk? And if the answer is yes, they check the rape box. Have you ever been kissed when you didn't want to be kissed? And if the answer is yes, they check the sexual assault box. And there are other gimmicks, but those are the most blatant ones.
0: I can say that you should go pick up this book, if nothing else, uh, for page 49. Page 49 right here walks you through every step of this statistic in this study. Um, And in fact, it ends, if I may quote the book, um, with uh, the actual lead author of the study who says, we don't think that the one in five is a nationally representative statistic. Even they are saying this isn't real. Um, And you go through this this whole thing and it's incredible. I mean, it, it really is amazing. And we get this kind of picture of college campuses as i mean these horrific places but is rape at uh, you know on and on, on at universities is rape at
1: universities even increasing right now or is it decreasing um it's impossible to know, you know if you only look back a year or two. But if you look back, for example, to 1997, because the t- statistics take a while to ripen, then um, 1997 and 2013, the same Justice Department uh, studies that I mentioned show that the rape rate in campuses plunged by more than half. There were half as many rapes in 2013, at least according to these surveys, on campuses, as they were in 1997. So certainly the trend for a while has been the rates been going down. Now, I don't know exactly what it's done since 2013, uh, 2013 because there haven't been good studies. It's possible that it's gone up a little bit since then in terms of reports, because there's been such a huge machinery at work to try and jump it up as far as they possibly can.
0: Uh, and I guess, you know, what you're referring to here is the media focus and, and really national focus on this term rape culture, that it's not just a terrible person or a bad apple uh, here and there and one in a hundred, one in a thousand. It is uh, this culture where it's just OK. Guys at college are doing this all the time because it's the culture of the place and nobody cares. Where did this term rape culture come from and is there anything to it?
1: It was concocted by extreme feminists back in the '80s or so. I think I can't name any one person who originated, but they started using it uh, for the same uh, you know idea you just described. As in, all these guys are sexual predators. That's the norm. They're encouraged by their frat brothers and their teammates. Now that's nonsense. But what's even more nonsense is part of the rape culture narrative they've been selling is that the universities themselves are indifferent to victims of real rapes and are, not, are trying to cover them up. And that is just a complete inversion of reality. For quite a few years now, the universities are various reasons, including pressure from the Obama administration, which is threatening to take their money away if they don't do what it wants. Uh, they've been grotesquely, pervasively discriminated against accused males and in favor of, of, of accusers. Whether or not the evidence suggests they're really victims or something else, that's fascinating. Okay, so let's go into some of the ways that they're handling these uh, these
0: cases. They seem the the pitch seems to be right now that women who might be uh, you know sexually assaulted or raped, God forbid, uh, should not necessarily go to the police and report it. They should go to the dean or some college court to litigate
1: these things. Can you explain why they do this? And is it at all effective? Uh, No, it's a a very bad way to stop real rapists. And there are some real rapists. There's a serious rape problem on campus, off campus, always has been. Uh, But there isn't this crisis we're talking about. But one thing that makes the serious rape problem we have worse is that the universities and the Obama administration was here affirmatively discourage women from going to police. They don't tell them you can't, but the message they say is the police will be mean to you. They'll make, you know, that they won't believe you. You'll be cross-examined. They'll ask you hard questions. Uh, And therefore, why don't you come to us? Because we know whoever you're accusing is guilty. We'll presume him guilty. We'll train the people who are gonna decide his case, that women tell the truth and that accused men lie. And so that's the system. Now, why did they do this? Back in the 70s, when I was covering police districts for the Baltimore Sun, for example, it was true that a lot of cops did not really take rape seriously. And there were real victims who were kind of dissed and who were uh, given a hard time and disbelieved. Uh, That's not really true anymore, from what I can tell. From what I can tell, the police are being as humane as they can, and the prosecutors are when women come to them with rape complaints. Uh, but what they're not doing, which is what the universities are doing and what the activists want done, is just saying, OK, so the accuser is telling the truth, and the, acu- and the accused guy is guilty, and let's not waste a whole lot of time on evidence.
0: Hmm. I mean, that's, uh, you know, because I mean, obviously, everyone, I think Hillary Clinton said during the campaign, every woman deserves to be believed. And I think the real... Truth until uh, Until somebody said, what about Bill? Yeah. <laughs> Very good point. Uh, but I mean, we all agree that every woman deserves to be taken seriously and treated with care in a situation like this. But, you know, men have rights too in these situations. And if these things, I mean, you know, if you go through a college court system, what happens if you convict? They get expelled and they get to go rape somebody else? If it is a real rapist, you need them off the streets. And I don't understand how this approach helps anybody if anything, it creates more victims.
1: It does. They don't get them off the streets, and you know, and 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 uh, channeling them away from law enforcement and towards these campus kangaroo courts makes places less safer. In part for that reason, also in part because over time, nobody's going to believe the campus kangaroo courts because they're so incredible and implausible. So a guy who's found guilty by the campus kangaroo courts, some of them are probably guilty, many of them are not, but. There's going to be a general attitude of why should we believe them because they're phonying up so many cases. That's bad for real victims of rape. And so who benefits? Who benefits? Uh, Extreme feminists benefit because they get their ideological charge. And thousands of sex bureaucrats that are now employed by the colleges. Who hired them in many cases on the insistence of the Obama administration that they sort of staff up with sex bureaucrats so that they can police all the rules the Obama administration was declaring that they must follow. These people depend on this kangaroo court system for their livelihoods. They have an incentive to manufacture as many phony ro- rapes as they can.